This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's time for some Week 10 Double Digits, baby. Week 10 Early Best Bets. Joining me to do so, John Breach. What's up, Breach of Palooza? Uh, Brinson, how's it already Week 10? It's mid-November. I don't even know what's going on anymore. I don't even have a calendar. I don't keep track of dates. I show up here. You tell me what week we're in, and that's how I function. I mean, like, I usually realize, like, what, what, like, what day it is based on, like, it's okay. Your podcast at two. Oh, it must be a Wednesday with Brady. Oh, meeting breach on Sunday after Sunday evening. Must be a Sunday. Um, also, the football is on. Let's dive into it. And we will start with John Breach's early best bets. Uh, then we'll take a break. We'll talk about some lines that I think will move. Uh, if if they match up, we might discuss them uh, when we when we mention the best bets. But we'll start uh, with a uh, large spread. Minnesota Vikings, eight and a half point underdogs to the suddenly, damn it, why did I stomp for them, Buffalo Bills? <laughs> Freaking, we know it's going to happen tonight on the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's funny because the Bills going into week nine against the Jets, it was, hey, the Bills are invincible. Nobody can beat the Bills. Now they don't look so invincible. If Zach freaking Wilson can help a team uh, beat the Buffalo Bills, if the New York Jets can beat the Buffalo Bills, it really makes you feel like they're susceptible to losing to anyone. Um, and now they're playing a very good Vikings team. Josh Allen's clearly dealing with an arm thing. We don't know what kind of injury it is, but even if it takes a little bit off his fastball, that still keeps Josh Allen from being Josh Allen. And so when I look at the Vikings, I can't believe they're an eight and a half point underdog. This is a team that, that every game they play in is close. They're too good to get blown out. They have too many weapons. And so I think this is going to be a one score game. I'm not sure the Vikings are going to pull off an upset here, but I have a hard time seeing them lose by more than a touchdown. So I really like the Vikings in this spot. Well, uh, it's a good thing you got you locked in at eight and a half. And this is one of the lines. This is the first one I saw that I was like, well, that line's just coming down. I mean, the Bills just lost to the Jets and the Vikings are, you know, arguably the, the four. I mean, maybe you want the Cowboys, maybe you want the Vikings. Um, we do agree. I think that the Bills and the Chiefs and the, the Eagles are still the three best teams in football. It's, it's a lot of argument about who the four team might be. It might very well be the Vikings. And we're just not giving them enough credit. It's because they're not like, they're not like, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to make the whole analogy, but like last year, they were just like this insane team that constantly was in these like wild games. And now they're like a lot steadier, a lot sturdier. They just, they are, they, they just get it done. They just keep but getting they're still in these wild games. They just actually win them this time. Yeah, they're winning these one-score games, but I mean, it doesn't feel like it's as 
I don't know. It just feels it just feels like a little more I don't know, like a little less like a little more stable. You know, and maybe that's the Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins, Vax thing. I don't the hell, I don't know. Uh, but Kevin O'Connell's brought some stability to the Vikings. I've been very impressed with them. And this line, I thought it would move down me like pretty quickly based on how the Bills have looked. It has. It's moved a full point um, since we started, since we spoke about which bets we want. It is already down to Vikings plus seven and a half. So if you like the Vikings, I would take them now. I think that this could get down as like six and a half, six, five and a half. I mean, like I know that's like a crazy move, but I mean, the Bills. It would be just. It would just. It would be really. I mean, seven points to a team as good as the Vikings is just way, way too many points, even for the Buffalo Bills in a bounce back spot. Next up for you, Breach. Our Seattle Seahawks going to. You know, I'm not going to do a German accent. It's too late. It's Sunday night for me to try to do accents. Do you want to do a German accent? Talk about the Seahawks playing Tampa Bay. Uh, I'll do the second thing. I am horrible at accents, except for my Macho Man voice. But that's not an accent. That's just a voice. Could you and, do a Macho Man uh, uh, German accent? I, I I can't do German. Oh yeah, I'd like a Wiener Schnitzel <laughs> and a Opera House beer. Yeah, dig it. Okay, so there we go. You know what's funny is that when I saw this game, I actually forgot it was in Germany. Uh, and fun fact, Brinson, even though the Seahawks are coming from Washington in the Pacific time zone and the Buccaneers are coming from Tampa Bay, Florida in the Eastern time zone, the flight is only 200-mile difference from Tampa Bay to Munich versus Seattle and Munich. Exactly. How do you feel about that, flat earthers? Can't do that without a curb. Is that a um that is a genuine fun fact though. Is it, but it is like a curve, like like it's it's because the it, it's like a vertical curve situation, right? Like like as you as you move up the earth and it's curved, right? I mean like it's because of the, the vertical distance of the, the countries, right? And where Tampa is. I'm not even going to try and explain it because I'll sound dumb, but that sounds right. That sounds that sounds good. Um, so Brinson and Breach. <laughs> here's the thing is that, look, we said this last week when the Seahawks were underdogs against the Cardinals. If you're going to give me points with the Seattle Seahawks, I'm going to gladly take them. As long as the odds makers want to keep making the Seahawks underdogs, I will keep taking them. Yes, Tom Brady had an amazing comeback, but the offense did absolutely nothing before that. Geno Smith has looked amazing for the Seahawks. And again, the one thing this team struggled with, the Seattle, uh, at the beginning of the season was their defense. It was absolutely atrocious, but it's really come together uh, really over the past month. That first game with the Cardinals when they held them to under 10 points, they shut down the Giants, they did. Uh, they shut down the Chargers, and they shut down the Cardinals again. And, and people were like, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins was in the first game, Arizona played better in the second game. No, they didn't. And so I think the Seahawks defense could slow down Brady, and I think the Seahawks win this game. So uh, in Munich, Germany, I like the Seahawks. Sorry, I was reaching down to get out my trusty uh, globe here and see if you I have can a globe. Oh, okay. I keep a globe handy all the times. Yeah, so I mean, basically how this works is it's, yeah, that's just, it's, it's. Well, the Tampa Bay is closer to the equator, so the earth is more round where they are, which adds more distance. And, right, there's and more, there's more. Further up north. Yes, the circumference, the circumference of where Tampa Bay is of the, of the earth, because the earth is indeed not flat. Is wider, which means that it's further. When you you should have a whole podcast episode on this trip. When Tampa Bay leaves and when Seattle leaves and they get on their flights and they arrive. If this train leaves this station at noon and goes three hours back in time, what time do they arrive? You know, you know, those questions that people joke about. I just, wanted, I just want to get my globe out and spin it. It's a cool globe. I do it's not a, have a globe. I have a globe upstairs, but I have to keep it. My daughter likes to touch globes, so. It's a uh, it's a world classic series. Hopefully, the, the water is a little less 
yellow. Um, I, I don't think this line. I don't think this particular line will move too much. But I agree with you. I mean, like if, if you're making, if you want to keep making the Seahawks dogs, like if you want to keep not believing in the Seahawks, by all means, like let me keep getting Seattle as an underdog. I know you know there's no real, there's obviously no home field advantage. I do think it's interesting that, um, and you know we we've, we've seen these teams play in the the UK. I, there's there's this is the first modern Germany game, right? Yes, first regular season game ever played in Germany. There have been some preseason games in the past, never a regular season game. Is there any sort of galaxy brain uh, travel advantage that we could talk ourselves into here? Um, Well, so even though the flights are the same, you still have the time zone situation. So if this game's kicking off, you know, 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning for us, that's 6.30 a.m. on the Seahawks players. And that is a huge difference in terms of, I don't know how long Seattle's going out there. You know, some teams fly out Thursday night and then, uh, you know, make an actual business trip. Some teams fly out there Monday or Tuesday and spend the entire week out there. You would think cause it's the first game in Germany, both teams would do earlier in the week. Uh, but you know, I am not sure here. So if Seattle does make it a business trip, I do think that getting up at six 30 AM, uh, to play a football game could be a little difficult. Absolutely. Um, all right, moving along to your next best bet. I don't think I, I don't think that I don't think that line's going to move like crazy unless there's some kind of injury or like there's you know a, a serious sharp movement on. It. I wouldn't be surprised to see it close as a pick, but I mean you know it, it's not going to get to like Tampa minus three and a half or anything like that or Seattle minus as a, Seattle could close as a favorite. That wouldn't be crazy, but again, we're talking probably one to two point move. The Rams. Wow, who doesn't love backing the Rams? You do. Hey, look, I did not back the Rams uh, this past week against the Buccaneers, uh, and even though that ended up being a push. But Tampa won it straight up. And you know what? I don't love backing the Rams, but I'm going to do it this week because the only team I love backing the Rams against is when they play the Arizona Cardinals. Look, we know that Sean McVay and Cliff Kingsbury, are they best friends? Maybe. I don't know. But usually, if you have a best friend, you let them win sometimes. Sean McVay doesn't do that with Cliff Kingsbury. The Rams have won, I believe, 11 of the past 12 games against the Cardinals, and usually they're dominating wins. And it's just because they're in the same division. Uh, the Rams' defense is usually good, except on that final drive against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers on Sunday. But besides that, they know how to play Kyler Murray. They don't let him run around and do crazy things. And they genuinely usually shut down the Cardinals' offense pretty well. So the question is, can the Rams score any points? That would be my only concern here. But just because the Rams have been so dominant against the Cardinals, I like them to cover the three and a half. Yeah, so the the Rams last uh, unless I'm forgetting, obviously they played in Tampa Bay, and that was look that's that was a tough game, man. I mean, like Tampa Bay's fighting for their season two. The Rams had a chance to win it, um, didn't you know? Certainly could have done things better late, but like their last two games have been against the uh, Buccaneers, who have a you know a, I think a, a pretty bad matchup for uh, for the for the Rams just in terms of like. Their sack rate is very high, and the, the Rams' offensive line has been very bad. And then the 49ers, who they dominate traditionally. And I think there is something too. You're, you're, you know, looking at it as when you see these NFC West trends of how, like, you know, King, like, uh, uh, excuse me, like Shanahan owns McVay, and McVay kind of owns Kingsbury. And I think we'll see that repeat itself. Although, not exactly. Uh, you know, you don't feel great backing the Rams with that three and a half is begging everybody to take the Cardinals. I don't think that'll move a ton. Uh, would be, but if anything, it might, it might come down towards a little closer to three or, or, or you know, under th- right around three. I doubt I, I doubt we see it move across that key number, though. Uh, you also another. This is a this is a cra- this is the craziest line. Like it's this is an insane line. 
Like, I mean, imagine traveling back to, to last year and telling somebody that Mike McCarthy is a four and a half point favorite on the road against his old team, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, this is, Brinson, you love to talk about revenge games. I actually like talking about revenge games. This is the ultimate revenge game. This is Mike McCarthy revenge game. This is the Packers getting revenge on him. He's the one who got kicked out. He is the one who's going to want to go in and win by seven touchdowns. He has a much more talented team. The Packers have lost five games in a row. Their offense looks like a total nightmare. I'm not sure how they can produce any points. They're the second lowest scoring team in the NFC, the fifth lowest scoring team in the NFL. They couldn't even score 10 points against the worst defense in the NFL. The Lions were the only team in the NFL through the first eight weeks of the season that was giving up 30 or more points per game. Uh, and, and the Packers couldn't even score 10. That's where Green Bay is right now. So it just feels like that Dallas is going to have all the incentive in the world to go in there and just beat Green Bay down. That's what Mike McCarthy's going to want to do. He's going to want to put his foot on the gas and so that he can just kind of not give the middle finger to everyone, but just kind of walk off with his head high saying, huh, I'm going to go win a Super Bowl and you guys aren't even going to make the playoffs. It is. It is. Hard, it is. It is. It is hard to imagine. You got the Cowboys. It is hard to imagine that. Like how the Packers are going to produce offense against this Cowboys defense. You know, this is not a... And Aaron Jones is injured. Aaron Jones is injured. He left with a... Uh, yeah, I mean, he only had nine carries for 25 yards. Aaron Rodgers is their leading rusher. Four carries for 40 yards. Like, this, ide- this identity that the Packers wanted to have isn't working for them. Like, their defense isn't that good, and their running game is not that good. And they don't have any receivers. They stink. They're just a bad football team, and it's not getting any better. I think you look at the Cowboys. I think there's a chance this line moves close, like further away from the Packers, which is again is crazy. I know it's it's like season on the line. Everything like you have like you have to come away, find a way to come away with the W here. Uh, but you know, as we know, the uh, you know the Cowboys were on a were on a buy, right? Yes. Coming out. I mean, like I'm not I'm not that I think an extra week gives Mike McCarthy. I mean, it's an advantage. You know, one team played a, a division road game and lost and got banged up. And the other team was able to sit around, get healthy, and game plan. Um, it's another week removed from Dak's injury. I think there's a chance that this like slides up to Dallas minus six at Green Bay, which is just wild. I, I don't know how the, the Packers are going to score or how they're going to stop the Cowboys from scoring because they're just not a very good football team right now at three and six. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back a few more lines that we think could move for week 10 next another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of slash talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Chicago Bears are favored by two and a half of the Detroit Lions. I think, and I like I like the Lions. I mean, it's good for them for beating the Packers. They look frisky. 
The Bears, give me for saying this a week after thrashing the Bears. I'm going to have to eat crow on the podcast. Uh, Matt Snyder, our, our pal, MLB writer at CBSSports.com, friend of the pod. Uh, texted me and Ryan Wilson was like, "Are you going to talk about the Bears early or late?" Because I'm exhausted. I don't want. I want to. I don't want to know. If I, I might just listen to the podcast in the morning. I was like, I was like, it, it, they'll, they'll be talking about it. It might be a little bit later in the show. Um, Justin Fields was really good. He, you know, he he's playing a, a lot at a lot higher level over the last few weeks. Now that they've really put this built this offense around him, and you know, maybe Detroit held Green Bay to nine points. I don't think they're stopping the Bears. I think the Bears' offense will put up points against this uh, against this Lions team. I think the Bears could easily win this by more than three points. Although, you know, given the Bears' defense, wouldn't be shocking if the Lions were able to, you know, make some movement uh, late in the game. Outside weather, though, could be a problem for Jared Goff too. Yeah, I actually consider putting this in one of my early best bets. The, the Bears just look so good, and I agree with you. Oh, that 38 degrees high. There, and, and uh, you know what does well when you are in cold-weather football? Running. The football, the Bears have rushed for at least 225 yards in four straight games. Just the second team in the Super Bowl era to pull that off. The only other team to do it was the 1976 Steelers. So we're talking about very good company. And we saw Justin Fields on Sunday set the regular season rushing record for a quarterback in one game with 178 yards. And if they keep moving the ball like that and they're playing a defense that isn't as good as the one they saw on Sunday against the Dolphins. So I feel like they should be able to move the ball at will, and as you said, man, Jared Goff out in the cold, you don't like that much. So I could, I agree, Brenton. I think this could move toward uh, the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I think if you want to get the Bears, you want to get them before it gets past three, because I don't, I don't want to be fading the Lions, um, you know, with that, with that, with that particular number dealing with that. So give me the Bears uh, on a possibility that that line moves towards Chicago. I got the. Uh, we mentioned the Vikings. I thought that would come down. I had the. I thought the Bills minus eight and a half is just way too much. Uh, San Francisco minus. Six and a half as well against the Chargers. I think that could come down too. Um, San Fran's a very good team, but I just wouldn't be surprised if it, like the Chargers. The Chargers are like love to screw around and, and, and lose games in in dumb fashion. Um, you can run against them, which San Francisco does very well. But I think six and a half is a lot for a team that just typically stays in these games and keeps it usually within like one score. Um, it's a, you know, so I, I think that one could come down a little bit. I don't know if it'd be a huge move. Yeah, the one thing about the Chargers real quick is that, you know, they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now. Maybe Keenan Allen plays in this game. That would be a huge get. If Keenan Allen or Mike Williams come back, this line will definitely move. Right, exactly. And so that's one thing you have to pay attention, uh, watch out for. And the other thing, though, is the Chargers have been getting off to a slow start. This was the fourth straight week where they fell behind double digits in the first quarter. They were just the third team in NFL history to have that happen to them along with the 1988 Buccaneers and the 62-63 Broncos. So this is something that just these cold starts are just unbelievable uh, because like you said, though, they they always make it a game. They always end up being close. Uh, and so because of that thought process, I, I think I agree with you that uh, it, it probably moved toward the Chargers. Yeah, then the last one for me, the Miami Dolphins minus four hosting the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Yeah, I could certainly see Nick Chubb getting loose in this game and, and, and the Browns hanging in there. I just think the way the Dolphins are playing, like their offense is cooking with gas right now. Tyreek Hill is, I mean, excuse me, Tyreek Hill is a huge addition to it. Tonga Valoa is a, is a you know, playing great football, um, looking like a fantastic point guard in that Mike McDaniel offense. Um, I don't know how much it'll go up. Like, I don't think it'll get to like six, but I think it could easily get to four and a half, five, maybe even five and a half. Um, like, just as people want to back the Dolphins, I would, be, I would be very surprised if it came back the other way. Uh, any thoughts on that one? 
Yeah, this one I find very, very interesting because it's not like, you know, the Browns obviously are coming off a bye, but also coming off where they went on national television at D-Pants the Bengals uh, that we all very much remember. So it's not <laughs> like this is a bad team. And you look at their losses, lost by three to the Ravens, lost by two to the Chargers because they missed a field goal at the end. They lost by one to the Jets in a game where they blew a 13-point lead in the final 90 seconds. So they've really only been blown out of one game. That was the Patriots game. And it seems like it, it really just comes down to how you feel about the Dolphins' ability to stop the run. Because if they can't, then it's like, eh, probably back the Browns. So I have no idea what this one's going to do. I'll, I'm, I defer to you here, Brinson. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to go crazy. I just don't think that you're going to let the Dolphins are going to lay less than three with how they've been playing um, when they're at home. And, um, and you know, you know, the you know, Browns coming off. So it was a sort of pretty emotional um when, yeah, the uh, somebody in the chat, Brian J says Minnesota against the Bills. That line did already move. Uh, we definitely had that as a best bet. We mentioned that on the first part of the pod, so you can rewind and check that out. That'll do it for us. Early look at week 10. Best bets, line moves for breach. I'm Brenton. We'll see you guys later. Watch the show after the after the game.